Searching for the perfect career can be a trying and sometimes even frustrating process. From discovering who you are as a person to trying to narrow down from a seemingly endless list of career possibilities, finding the perfect career can feel like an almost impossible task. From our recording studio at the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus, this is the Career Conversations podcast. Each week, we discuss career pathways, trends, and experiences with guests coming in directly from industry. Sitting in for Ryan Seeley, I am your guest host, Laura Miller, counselor at the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss any of the action. Joining me today is Ryan Seeley, professional school counselor who's been working for 17 years in the Cherry Creek School District. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me to the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Just want to start off, tell us a little bit about how you found yourself in this particular career. Yeah, so um, when I got out of college, I was very confused on what I wanted to do. Um, I came from a family of educators who really pushed me into education. And I wanted to do something different. <clears throat> so I ended up going and working uh, in corporate finance. I met uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Warren, who has since passed, who gave me an opportunity. He hired me um, at HSBC as an account executive and I progressed into uh, an assistant branch sales manager. But my time working uh, in finance, um, I just found that I didn't enjoy what I did. Made a lot of money. I'm glad that I had the experience. Um, but I've always been somebody who's been more in probably a, a helping type profession than um, just going and chasing money. Although that was fun at the time, it just wasn't fulfilling to me. And so um, I made a shift after some complication of health issues when I was 25 um, in pursuit of master's degree in counseling and human services. And uh, I finished that up. It took me a little longer to get through my program, um, but then I, I got through it. Um, in my first job, um, when I was applying, I applied all over the state. First job was at Liberty Middle School here in the Cherry Creek School District, um, and uh, then shortly moved up to Grandview High School after uh, my year at Liberty, go Wolves. Um, and then, of course, after I finished there, I really grew a passion for CTE and trying to give kids more guidance on career rather than college. And so I found myself over here at the CCIC. And what drew you to school counseling specifically? Yeah, so in, our, in my program, well, I should say, let me rewind that back. My father was a school counselor. And so I think I, I've had some exposure to the profession. My dad was a school counselor up in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, he was a counselor and also a DECA teacher. And then when he moved down here, he was a counselor at Air Academy High School in Carl Springs. Um, so I always kind of had education in my blood. Um, and so... I think what drew me into the school piece, when I went through my program, you had the option of doing school or community. And I didn't really like the idea of community. I liked the idea of school. I've always been a school person. I love the, I love the cycle of the school year. I like having summer, coming back, you know, back to school, seeing the kids come back, then the, you know, the holidays in between. So I really like the school environment. And I think that's what drew me to schools. And I also felt like I could have more impact with kids at the school because, I mean, let's face it, kids are with us almost more than they're with their parents. 
if you really want to have impact on the next set generation of kids, um, what they're doing with their life, the direction they're going, I don't think there's a, a better place to serve than in an, an education facility. And so for me, schools between my family history and just understanding that one piece about where kids kind of spend majority of their time schools just made sense to me. And I also remember in my, my education, I had, I tell people there's, there's bad apples everywhere. We have good teachers and bad teachers, but I had in my experience in education, some amazing teachers. I still remember them from Mr. McKinney to Mr. Anderson to um, Mr. Mendoza um, to Miss Wright. I mean, I could just go down the list of teachers that I had that helped me believe in myself and gave me the ability to say push forward. I was never a really smart kid, so I leaned on those teachers a lot. And so school is just kind of in a place where I could, I think that I could exist for the long haul. And I believe in education. I don't think there's a better way we can build our society than giving good education. I would, yeah, 100% would agree with that. Um, I've often heard people say that counselors in a school setting wear a, a lot of different types of hats. How would you describe the profession of school counseling? That's a great question, Ms. Miller. That's a fantastic question. Counselors do wear a lot of hats. I think um, we, I think our main hats we wear are mental health hat, helping kids plan for life after high school, so post-secondary planning hat, academic hat, right? We work a lot with kids on intervention. We work a lot with kids on helping them figure out what they want to do after high school. And then we will help a lot of kids with their mental health needs. But the hats go beyond that. And I think for anybody exploring a counseling degree, I think I would encourage them that they they need to have a personality, have some flexibility within it. Um, I can't tell me how many times I've gotten calls from parents that are coming to me to look for their kid's locker combination to figure out how much money they have on their lunch account, to reporting online school bullying, to drama, to conflict with teacher. Some of those things involve counselors and a lot of them don't, but as a counselor, you throw the hat on and you go get the job done. Um, because as a counselor, you're almost like the customer service rep to the school. Um, I heard that described the other day in that way and I think it's a fantastic way that the problems that are faced in the community, oftentimes the counselors are that face to go and solve those problems because we work with kids and families on a very one-on-one level. I mean, in high school, those kids have a teacher and they have another teacher for math, another teacher for science, another teacher for social studies. They don't have anybody looking over the entire picture outside their counselor. And so that's why counselors kind of become the face of the school and really, I think, the main problem solving is within it. And so we wear a lot of hats. And if you're gonna go into this career, what I would say is have a personality that has flexibility within it, that you're okay, even though maybe it's not your main responsibility, you're still addressing it because it's what's best for the kid. It does sound like there's a lot of hats. And Mm -hmm. so it sounds to me like in a day-to-day experience, you're not having the same day over and over again. No, no. Yeah, that's that that and if you talk to counselors, they'll re, they'll say that that there no day is really the same. Um, same themes come up, but as far as same day, no, every day is a little different from, you know, maybe you're diving in helping a kid who is experiencing anxiety and having a hard time going to class 
to shifting immediately and going working with a kiddo who is looking at what college to go to or what apprenticeship program they're going to apply for to immediately shifting and going and meeting with a family that just dropped in because they've had a bad experience in a class to then getting pulled out because your principal has a question that he needs you to address because you know the family. And so it's a very fluid job. You're moving quickly and you're... Um, you're kind of like you know, I've I've heard this described too, like a brick wall. You're the you're the uh, you're the filling of the brick wall. I, I'm having a, a brain freeze. The uh, the mortar. You're like the everything that holds the brick wall together is your counselor. And so you're you're dancing around a lot. You're doing a lot. It's a very rewarding job. I couldn't imagine doing anything different. Um, but I do leave at the end of the week exhausted. So what I've heard you kind of say is that there has to be some expertise in um, some social emotional support for students and then also having some knowledge about post-grad opportunities, which in just off the top of my head, I can think there might be several different things that a student could do after high school. And then I also heard you say that you have to have some knowledge of some academic planning for students. That's a lot of different things to know. What, what, what does somebody have to do to be qualified to be a school counselor? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's important to talk about because counselors, a lot of people don't realize this, is that being a counselor is one of the few jobs in the schools where you need a master's degree. You cannot become a school counselor with a bachelor's degree. However, you can become a teacher at a high school with a bachelor's degree, but you can't enter the field of counseling and mental health without a master's. And so, you know, for the kids out here listening, understand that if you want to pursue a degree and become a school counselor, you really got to get that four-year degree done first, and then you're looking at doing an additional two years at the graduate level. Um, so, you know, I would encourage kids pick that undergrad wisely. Um, maybe you use something that has some transferable skills within it um, that you could still also qualify for a graduate level high school or K-12 counseling degree. Um, but it is, it is, it is, you do have to clear that master's level before that you can get in, at least in the state of Colorado. And what kinds of majors do you think would work really well for that undergrad piece? We know that we have to go on to the master's degree, but what kinds of majors really help you springboard you that way? I would think, I mean, I think a lot about like, communications, I think would be a good one. You got to have the ability to speak with people, to talk with people, to interact with people as a counselor. I also wouldn't actually steer kids shy from going into business and studying some business classes. A large part of a successful counseling program is what we call large systems. And large systems are how do we work with broad number of kids and be efficient at it. That's all businesses. You know, if you're a business owner, you're thinking how many, how can I sell the maximum amount of apples at the quickest price or the process, right? And so when we're working with you know, I think on my caseload here, we both probably have 750 kids that we service and we provide services to. You can do that individually or you can think of systems that can communicate with all those kids in some way. So um, here at the CCIC, we have our Schoology page that we set up. That can communicate with the entire student body in a click of a button. That's a large system. So if you go study business, you're going to learn the mindset of how do you build in large systems. My, um, I'll, I'll say this, my, my um, aunt was a, um, a psychologist out in California at um, Pelican Bay, a major, uh, uh, major incarceration center out in California, and she, PhD, 
she told me that she thinks, and I respect her a lot, that anybody that goes into either counseling or administration should have some type of business background and develop those systems so that the school runs more efficiently. And yeah, so, and, but, and I love that idea of having a business degree, but there's other majors also. Oh yeah, that, sure, know, that, sure. Yeah. I mean, psychology, communication, sociology, business, I think would work well. Um, I think any type of human development, um, your, you know, adolescent development would be good to get, get your hands dirty and to research, to get a degree around that. Sociology, um, yes, anthropology. Yes, yes, absolutely. All those that... Any of those really social sciences, I think, would be good because that's what we do. We work with people, right? And if you understand social science, you can begin to understand people a little better, which helps to manage the job. Because, you know, as I was mentioned in multiple hats, you may walk into a room with a kid who's in crisis and figuring out how to get that kid regulated, how to help calm them, right? A lot of that's developmental. A ninth grader is not going to be able to, say, regulate as well as a graduating senior. If you don't know that context working with the kid, you may find yourself not having all the tools necessary to help them. Yeah, it sounds like there's there's a lot of different challenges based on whatever situation comes up for you in a day-to-day experience as a yeah. school counselor, which I think in some ways can be really exciting because you're never going to be really bored. Right. Do you know, Do you, is it important to be a teacher before becoming a counselor? That's a great question. I think, I think that it would help, but I don't think it's necessary. I mean, obviously having a classroom, understanding how to have classroom management, build a curriculum, um, deliver a curriculum, all of those things are helpful. But I don't think they're necessary to be a counselor. I've seen some of the best counselors I've ever worked with that did not teach in the classroom. And I think we gotta be careful with that. I think that there is a perception among teachers that a good counselor is only somebody who has been a teacher before. And, and, and I just really don't agree with it. Will it help you be a better counselor? Of course, of course it will. Um, but there's other things you could do that would help you be a great counselor too. And so I, I am probably in the minority on this one, but I do not believe you gotta be a teacher to be a great counselor at high school. And I would use me, I think, I, I think I'm a great counselor. I don't come from a teaching background. I got into education. I have taught my own classes now that I've been a counselor. My time at Grandview, I had seminar classes I had to teach, classroom instruction, all of those things. Uh, it took me a little bit of time to get ramped up, but I don't think it's like the linchpin to being a good counselor. And I, and I would agree with that as well. I, it sounds like it's just enough of a different career yeah. um, that it really can be quite successful just on its own path. Um, just to kind of wrap up, I, I would be curious to hear a little bit about a success story that you've had in your career. Yeah. Um, I would say success story I had, I had a student, um, I'll say the name Montserrat Rodriguez and Montserrat was one of my students at Grandview and her name sticks out to me because she was a student who did not have really the best upbringing and we worked together for a number of years on her time through Grandview. She wanted to go to college. She didn't have the money to go to college. She had really no kind of second hope. Her mom was an immigrant, did not make a bunch of money. They lived in a 200 square foot home together, maybe three. She worked a second job while also in high school. And um, her senior year, uh, we put in an application through a, um, 
it was the Colorado Bar Association for lawyers that were providing laptops to students that were in need. Um, we got her a laptop. We took advantage of the Ascent program in the Cherry Creek School District, which provides that first year of community college paid for. And I just got an email from her. It's been four years since I've seen her or talked to her and she wants to meet. She has just graduated college and she is wanting to actually go into a career. And um, I'm not sure counseling, she's talking more social work and she would do a great job. But I, um, I think my work with her, I don't think certainly did everything, but I do think it helped open doors of opportunity for her. And it's awesome to see. I mean, I, I was able to see a kid who had no hope of going to college all of a sudden get a brand new Macintosh laptop and her first year of community college paid for just because of the information I knew. And, you know, that's priceless. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you actually changed the trajectory of this person's life yes. with, the, with the support that you gave her on that level. Um, it sounds very, very fulfilling as a, as a career. Yeah, it is. It's a great job. One last, one last question for you. What advice would you give to somebody who's considering this as a career? My advice to somebody who is considering counseling as a career, I would, my advice would be my advice would be to make sure to check your value system understand what career you're going into that this is going to be a career where you're not going to get rich and famous if that's your value don't go this one but if you're an individual whose value system centers around wanting to help people wanting to inspire people uh, wanting to provide hope for people who don't have any and you enjoy working with kids or i'd say adolescents I think it's a great job. But I think my biggest thing would say to kids is check your values and make sure that your values align with the values of what a counselor does. Great. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you taking some time today to join us on the Career Conversations podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Miller.